Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. There are two topics, two items in the news right now that I don't have any interest in covering whatsoever. I mean, zero, nada. And that is the E. Jean Carroll Trump lawsuit and Taylor Swift. But I have to use little snippets so that I can show you a bigger picture um, to show you the electorate that is always voting for Biden now, suburban women, and to show you how they're consuming news and what type of people these are and why we keep having them prop up these Marxists on the left who give us these horrific results. And so we need to start out by the crazy lady, E. Jean Carroll. I mean, does this make sense to you? Listen to this. Uh, This team of brilliant young people have, as you said, um, stood up to the man. Who, by the way, Rachel, is not even there. He's nothing. He is without, he is like a walrus snorting (laughs) and like a rhino flopping his hand. It was, he is not there. That was the surprising thing to me. She's off a rocker, but yet they awarded her an $83 million lawsuit um, against Donald Trump. So basically for those who've been living under a rock, apparently I think she was at a Barney's, some, some clothing store. And uh, apparently Trump ha- took her into the, uh, you know, the changing room and raped her or something like that. And then he said, you know what? She's not even my type. I don't I wouldn't have I wouldn't do anything with that chick. And that was some sort of defamation. So then they were able to sue him for eighty three million dollars because that's justice in the America that we live in today. You know, this is this is the same justice that has given us uh, six pro-lifers who were just singing and uh, praying outside of an abortion clinic. they're locked up for 11 years. <laughs> kind of like J6, right? <laughs> because if you burn down an auto zone in the name of J- St. George Floyd, you were given a slap on the wrist and maybe hit with a fine, small fine. You were let go. Unless you went up against Kyle Rittenhouse. And then that's a whole nother story. You might've had half your arm blown off. But if you're praying outside of an abortion <laughs> clinic, you get 11 years. Or if you're, you know, say, Walking around while Donald Trump in America, you get 83 million, hits you up for 83 million. So this is one of the weirdest cases because we're starting to learn some things about the judge and and, uh, the prosecution and what have you. And there's two different framings on two different sides. So here is how 
Yahoo News. If you go to the homepage of Yahoo, this is what you see. Would have to be a big idiot. Legal experts torched uh, Trump's lawyer, her bogus motion after Carol ruling, uh, ruling. Trump lawyer Alina Haba on Monday claimed that the judge who oversaw the former president's defamation trial has a conflict of interest and argued that in many uh, that it may warrant overturning E. Jean Carroll's $83 million jury award. Haba, in a letter to the federal court in Manhattan, cited a January 27th New York Post article citing U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan's alleged prior working relationship with Carroll uh, attorney Roberta Kaplan, who is not related. Both worked for two years in the 1990s for the law firm Paul Weiss and Reifkin, uh, Wharton and Garrison, before Judge Kaplan was appointed to the federal bench in 1994, according to Reuters. The New York Post article quoted an unnamed former partner at the law firm who discussed Roberta Kaplan and said Judge Kaplan had been, quote, like a mentor. If your honor truly worked with Ms. Kaplan in any capacity, especially if there was a mentor-mentee relationship, that fact should have been disclosed before any case involving these parties was permitted to proceed forward, Abba wrote to the judge. This issue is particularly concerning since the plaintiff's other legal counsel, Sean Crawley, served as your honor's law clerk, and we were previously advised that your honor co-officiated her wedding, she added. Haba requested more information about the judge's former working relationship with Kaplan. So they went on to say they spoke to a couple of attorneys in this news article. Former New York and federal prosecutor Daniel Alonzo called Haba's uh, filing nonsense. Quote, a lawyer would have to be an idiot not to know that the judge and Ms. Kaplan were at the same firm, he tweeted out. If you didn't object when you found out that the other attorney was the judge's former law clerk, you waived the issue. He re he went on to reply to that. Uh, Atlanta defense attorney Andrew Fleischman said no competent lawyer believes that Haba's uh, recusal motion has a shot at success. CNN legal analyst Eli Honig, a former federal prosecutor, and, and in this, he says it's a bogus motion by the Trump team. Quote, there's nothing there. Every judge in that courthouse knows, socializes with, or has worked with some, sometimes maybe mentored dozens and hundreds of attorneys in that city. I used to practice in that uh, courthouse in front of the judges who used to be my colleagues, my supervisors. If anything, they were to get uh, tougher on me as a result of it, and that's not enough for a conflict of interest. So that's the Yahoo News one. So basically, we're going to get a bunch of lawyers and we're going to try to discredit her claims and make it look like they're crazy. And that just goes to show uh, it's a bunch of flailing nonsense and Trump team looks bad in the process to the public. So now, while all the dim-witted uh, passerbys who have no time to engage in information or even take the time to research go on to believe whatever they see on the homepage of Yahoo News, especially about the E. Jean Carroll case, listen to from Victor Davis Hanson's podcast, the great Victor Davis Hanson talking about the, uh, the real ruse of this entire legal stunt, basically. I'm not going to weigh in on who's telling. He said, she said, Rick Kavanaugh, whole stuff. Tara Reid, Joe Biden. That's what this is in the category of. But what disturbs me about the judge is the jury 
did not find that he raped her. He, they said it was sexual assault. Later, he said it was almost, even though it didn't fit the in a commentary, the rule of rape, it was virtual rape. It was rape, he said. So here you have a judge who is adjudicating a very specific piece of legislation that is the basis for this complaint. And according to that wording or the legislation, the verdict is that he did not commit rape, but the judge then extrapolates and said it's virtually the same. I think that right there is grounds for a reversal of this defamation. He makes a really good point. I mean, how are you going to, you know, levy a verdict against something that's not the definition of what he's on trial for? It's, it's crazy. And I think the relationship factor, uh, you know, the, the conflict of interest is going to show up to show that there's a bigger issue at hand. But if you just take a look at the Yahoo News homepage, you're fed just a bunch of crazy stories. It's like, you know, Trump is evil. Trump is the reason behind inflation. Bidenomics is working. It's all propaganda. And that's what comes down to the situation with Taylor Swift. Now, of course, everybody's gone gaga over uh, Taylor Swift and, uh, you know, Kelsey uh, with, uh, with, the, with the NFL and what's coming up with the Super Bowl. That's going to be a spectacle. And OK, you got young girl dating Jock. I mean, that's kind of funny. It flies in the face of everything that they're pushing right now. But regardless of that, there is an, uh, an emotional side that gives us light into she's a product of the same people that are pushing to vote for Joe Biden that fought against Trump in 2020, the suburban white woman. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And so you had people on our side acting as though she's some CIA plant. She's a psyop, you know, to get there and he's big pharma and she's going to be the, you know, the biggest influence on women in America and young tweens and whatever, because of her fame and the together they're going to influence the election, whatever. I think she's just an emotional, uh, she's, she's just overly emotional. And you can tell that cause she's had how many songs about how many guys that she dated. But then on top of that, she's not all that informed and she doesn't take, she takes certain things into heart and to what she's talking about that are, is really interesting to me. Cause you know, being pro LGBTQ kind of flies in the face of Christianity while she sits there and, and claims that she's, Christian, and that's why she needs to do the things that she do, uh, things that she does. And we're going to get into that here in a second. Because there's a clip that was going around, and she's kind of given a reason why she is against Donald Trump, but then also why she's just against the GOP in general. And it's just, it sounds like the emotional women and i don't mean to be targeting white women it's just the suburban white woman the the well-to-do white woke woman is a big voting block and that's a big stumbling block for the gop and trump and she's kind of a a light to that and then i'm going to read you an article that is the summary this is the mindset i mean i stumbled on this for other reasons and as i read it i was going every detail about what she talks about is an example of who these people are so listen to Taylor Swift freak out um, over all of this. 
other thing, just from a security so standpoint, you think Taylor pe- Swift comes out against Trump. I don't care if they write that. I'm sad that I didn't two years ago, but I can't change that. I'm saying right now that this is something that I know is right, and you guys, I need to be on the right side of history. Taylor, and if he Taylor, doesn't win, that at least I, I, at least I tried. Taylor, here's the, here's the problem. I just want to read you what I wrote, and I'm going to try to start. I just really want you to know that this is important to me. I totally agree with the issue. Have you heard you. first? Yes, I've read the entire thing, and the bottom line right now, I'm terrified. I'm the guy that went out and bought armored cars. I worry for her safety as much as anybody does, maybe more. It really is a big deal. She votes against against fair pay for women. She votes against the reauthorization of the of the Violence Against Women Act, which is just basically protecting us from domestic abuse and stalking. Stalking. She votes. She thinks that that if you're a gay couple, or even if you look like a gay couple, you should be allowed to be kicked out of a restaurant. It's really basic human rights, and it's right and wrong at this point. And I can't see another commercial and see her disguising these policies behind the words Tennessee Christian values. Those aren't Tennessee Christian values. I live in Tennessee. I am Christian. That's not what we stand for. I need to do this. I need you to just I need you to forgive me for doing it because I'm doing it. I mean, she sounds like an emotional wreck. It's, It's a presidential election. He, the presidency should not have that much power over you. But, of course, that's the American Idol uh, election of every four years, and we have to prop it up like that. Of course, Jen Psaki, she's ridiculing the, quote, MAGA meltdown over Taylor Swift by saying, are you all okay? She had an article out where she said, um, Jen Psaki mocked the MAGA um, <laughs> meltdown among the right-wingers over pop superstar Taylor Swift, quote, Guys, I mean, are you all okay? Asked the former Biden White House press secretary, who is now an MSNBC panelist, kind of like George Stephanopoulos in the war room now on Good Morning America. I mean, you can tell what side the left media is on. Seriously, she added, take a walk, shake it off, as she would say. Saki examined the growing conservative outrage over Swift's political pronouncements in recent years from her public endorsement of Democrat candidates in 2018 midterms to her backing Joe Biden against former President Trump in 2020. Swift has advocated for LGBTQ plus rights and shared her concerns following the Supreme Court's overruling of Roe versus Wade. But it's, quote, not like she's some sort of rabid Democratic activist. The right wing pearl clutching over Swift intensified amid her relationship with Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and naming uh, her naming as Time magazine's person of the year. Conservative commentators have cooked up conspiracy theories that Swift is an operative for the Democrats whose popularity will somehow end up handing Biden the 2024 election over likely rival Trump, who, despite facing multiple criminal cases, remains the Republican frontrunner. Swift has, quote, unbelievable influence, acknowledged Saki, but the right is making it, quote, super, super weird by claiming it's some sort of intricate conspiracy, she said. And she's half right because that's. The conspiracy thing's dumb, but at the same time, you know, the Swifties are crazy. I mean, they're legion out there, and they will cut you with a knife if you talk bad about Taylor Swift. But um, that's what we're dealing with. I mean, and this right here, this article is the example of these people. Actually, before we get to that, before we get to the article, this is what we're dealing with as far as... uh, 
statistics go. This video is kind of funny. Um, she's making some points. She's got some data graphs that are interesting. And then she goes into human nature about how, you know, men are out there that would do anything for a woman just so they can hook up. And, you know, partly I would back in the day, I would have agreed. I mean, that's, you know, women don't realize the influence they have. They talk about the, the, the patriarchy and the rule of men, but you know, men will do whatever a hot woman desires them to do. <laughs> I know I've been there, but at the same time, I now look at the way things are now and I, I don't know. They're pushing all this LGBTQ stuff. They're pushing transgender stuff. I mean, maybe these people are out there protesting, but I think they actually believe pro Hamas, pro Palestine, pro Houthis in Yemen, you know, pro black lives matter. They're out there stumping. They're just, they are, they are built activists crafted out of universities to just go out and shut down bridges over anything under the sun. But listen to this funny video by her. Pretty obvious that women are the greatest threat to society right now. We're not allowed to say that. That is because women are turning the world woke. I remember my video on what the country would look like if only men voted. Okay, I'm ready to give up the vote. Take it away. Well, here's some more info. Well, the media would like to have you believe that it's men who are being radicalized and going conservative with gateway drug Jordan Peterson. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Look at this chart. This is a chart of men and women ages 18 to 29 who identify as liberal. And what do we notice? Well, I can notice men just minding their own effing business, just existing in the same way. Look at the women's line. It exactly was in the water in 2012. Women have lost their effing minds. And this trend is true across the world. This is Germany. The men in the UK are so soft and they still cannot keep up with the women. Honestly, we should figure out what's going on in South Korea. This is all Gallup poll data. We need to talk about the second order consequence of this. Women can influence men because men will do anything to get laid. Have you ever seen a man just by himself at a women's march? He is there to get laid. Ever seen a group of guys just roll up from their fantasy draft picks to go and block a bridge? Unless they are low T soy beta, they are doing it to get laid. So guys, please, please, I beg you. Hold the line. Hold the line. And ladies, well, God, we have our work cut out for us. <laughs> she makes good points. I'm not going to lie. But it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, back in the day, again, like I said, a hot woman would make a, a guy who was wanting to get with that hot woman do just about anything under the sun. And uh, I don't know if that's the case now. I think these people are true believers that have been indoctrinated in the centers of higher learning that have been hijacked by the left. And they've now tenured themselves into protection so they can craft these activist and they're going out and fighting for all types of uh, crazy, crazy causes and, and uh, supporting crazy sides, you know, terrorists, they're supporting terrorists. I mean, it's insane. And if you listen to Sonny Hostin from the view, actually just listen to this conversation from the view, you get an idea of what the suburban liberal white woman, who's probably staying at home with their, with her kids or, you know, they, they've got a good relationship that they make lots of money and they're not affected by the inflation that's happening. They might be mildly impacted. It might hurt them a little bit, but they're not really feeling the kick. And, uh, you know, this is what they're consuming during the midday is this conversation. They push this conversation of racism and white supremacy and all this all of the time. It's, it's every day we get a new clip from The View and listen to Sonny Hostin. She's the racist in uh, the racist on the panel. And this is a, an example of the consuming media that is given to them, the media that they're consuming during the middays 
on major networks. Yeah. You're racist and, people in this country. And there are yeah, absolutely right. racist yes. people in this country. It is not the vast majority of people in this country. And I feel we like don't we, well, what, we don't know FBI that. The FBI director said white supremacy is but that the does, biggest but that threat still to our country today. Well, that still doesn't mean that that's the vast majority of people. I just don't believe that in my day-to-day life that the people that you're encountering harbor racist viewpoints. I do think that this division that if we're you creating... you look like me, you would believe differently. But you know what, uh, Alyssa, the woman... The woman so, but just to, just to understand, are we saying, do we think the vast majority of Americans are racist? That's I, what I'm trying to... I, I, help I, me I understand. I think that there is a significant portion... Um, that are racist, and you can't dismiss my lived experience. And I, I never yeah, would when say. I, I, don't, I would never. When I say that there are a lot of racists in this country, oh, I, I just experienced hope. my son walking down the beach being called the N word several times in Florida. There is, so don't you can't say I believe that the vast majority of people aren't racist. But again, we, I, we okay, don't know that's that. Fair. There are 300 million people in this country. Right. I would never minimize your lived experience any yeah. more than I would yeah. mine but, as but, an but Arab see, woman. Her lived experience. The chick makes makes plenty of money. All she does is spout out about how white people are racist and because she has to keep the DEI narrative going, you know, DEI has to be represented in culture all over the place, whether it's in you know, Southwest Airlines, whether it's uh, NFL, whether it's uh, The View. I mean, it just has to be represented uh, represented everywhere. So this is what the suburban white woman is consuming. Now, this article that I read, because if you remember my last podcast, I did a little spot on the growing push for polyamory. You know, we're going to have multiple wives. And this is something that's opened our marriage and changed our lives and I found another article that kind of would dovetail with it, and I was actually going to use it for that. But then I started reading it, and I was going, this lady checks off all of the boxes. This is the person that we're trying to sway to pick Donald Trump. And do you think, when after I read this, do you think this person's ever going to come around? This is uh, from Huffington Post. My husband and I opened our marriage, but I never expected to find a connection like this. And the author is really interesting when you get into her background. One of the author's dating app photos, the first photo sets everything up. She writes, with this one, I wanted to convey the desire to peel back layers and get to what's raw and genuine. She popped into my connections on field, an open relationship and kink friendly dating app. Kink friendly. Huh. That's interesting. With her one photo clad in a one piece bathing suit with most of her face cut off. Her profile mentioned she was looking for a, quote, female mentor. Oh, my goodness. You have to be fake, I thought, sipping on wine after my kids were in bed. Now, I like a good Zinfandel every once in a while. Red Zinfandel, not white. But, I mean, the, she, she should have been doing it during the day. Then That would have been even more on brand. Sure, on the cusp of 40, I was able to admit the power of my femme fatale vibes as I attracted many younger women with mommy issues. Whether on dates with men or women, I always looked for telltale signs that I had the upper hand. Their hands nervously shook when they attempted to take a sip of water. In other words, I'm not your typical suburban housewife and mom. Hmm. When my husband and I left organized religion in the middle of the pandemic... That is as on brand as it gets, because judging by what I read later, and we'll get to that, she's got to be Catholic. It was either Catholic or from a mega church where they just, you know, they get the Joel Osteen, nice uh, Christian vibe, just like 
Taylor Swift, you know, it's not Christian to to condemn LGBTQ+, even though in the Bible it basically says it. They wiped out a whole freaking, they wiped out two cities <laughs> because of it. Uh, so it's interesting that she puts that in there, left organized religion in the middle of the pandemic. We started talking about issues we previously ignored. One of those was our sexual incompatibility. His lower drive caused frustration in the bedroom, especially as I became more attuned with my body and sensuality without the, quote, pastor's wife label. Interesting there. While this confidence and heightened desire, I finally admitted what I knew since high school. I was bisexual. After doctor visits revealed no abnormal hormone levels, my husband also came to his own personal sexual conclusion by suggesting he may be asexual or Specifically, Gray Ace. I I don't even know where to go with that one. So he's asexual and she's just going to hook up with anyone because he's not hooking up with her. That wasn't what I wanted to hear. But through many late night conversations, which I'm sure were pretty awkward, and our preference to stay married, we decided to open our relationship, allowing me to explore a part of myself I kept hidden for a long time. It wasn't a big surprise that Southeastern... Washington State's queer community wasn't exactly robust. Really? It wasn't robust in Washington State? With the Chaz Chop and the crazy... I'd find that hard to believe. But I had hoped to connect with people who wanted physical intimacy with a deeper connection instead of an opportunity to fulfill a lifelong fetish or fantasy. I got bombarded by couples looking for a unicorn or a third, quote, hot bisexual woman... Younger women asked me to dominate and demean them with paddles and derogatory name-calling. That's the kind of people you're running into on there. I was also contacted by some later-in-life bisexual married women who wanted to have a, quote, one-and-done experience. Hmm. See? More of the same kind of people. Morally depraved. Let me say, all of that's fine for others as long as the parties consent and do not feel pressured to participate. But I was looking for something different more consistent, meaningful relationship, especially with someone closer to my age. In the meantime, I wasn't making worthwhile progress on dating apps, so I scoffed at this latest connection request. Before dismissing her advance, I zeroed in on this potential protege's age, 20. Yikes. This is too young, I thought. I could be her mom. My kids are closer to age than she is with me. Wow, doesn't seem to stop many on the left. They want to groom kids with porn books and, you know, bisexual and, and transgender books in the classroom, um, totally grooming them and ruining their innocence. But, you know, she's she fits the bill. It may have been her bio's intentions. Most people tend to be vague, the subtle pick or my delusional curiosity. But I tapped on the heart before I could find reason not to. As a pastor's wife, I covered up my body and worried about lip gloss and skirt length. The author writes, now I embrace body positivity <laughs> There's that movement without stressing about how a 40 year old mother should look like many experimenting women. I figured I, uh, she wouldn't respond right away and thought she was catfishing. Unfortunately, fortunately, she sent me a message telling me how beautiful I was. I thanked her, but swiftly moved on to interrogation. And, uh, you know, she gets into the whole back and forth and things of that nature. She said I was turning 40 in the following month. 
Though I was overjoyed to have a supportive husband and the opportunity to discover my sensuality and sexuality, I anguished over the lack of direction, wasted time, and difficulty I had in finding worthwhile uh, age-appropriate connections. This beautiful girl, I mean woman, was also incredibly kind and transparent, ready to send pictures, even her professional ones, to verify my concerns and answer my in, uh, invasive questions. Even so, I was sure it would be a matter of time before she found someone else without arthritic stricken knees and perkier breasts to guide her into the world of released inhibitions. So uh, this it's a pretty lengthy article. I could go on further where uh, she actually decides, I think it falls apart and they don't even meet, um, but it opened up her mind and, you know, she it's, it, but it's, this is the type of person we're dealing with. In fact, it's funny. One of her other articles she said, aspirations as a wife and mother were not dreams for me. Yet my heart cracked open and marriage and kids happened. They're not dreams for her. She never sought to make a family. She, you know, she's probably one of these career women that uh, family, you know, having kids gets in the way of my career. And so she said, admittedly, my family has suffered, but they keep me around for the twisted humor and tales of intrigue and embarrassment. For many, COVID gave people an opportunity to reevaluate their norms. This was very true for me and my family. After two decades of church ministry, including my time as a pastor's wife and a stint in seminary, we were ready to move on from organized religion. It feels really good to have our Sundays back. Really? Sundays were given to you by the Lord as a day of rest and a day of worship for the Lord. That's the selfishness we're dealing with. I got my Sundays back and do whatever I want. Screw God, right? That's kind of where we are with this. More tattoos are definitely in my future, and I would love to dye my hair a dark, lovely pastel blue. That's right. She wants to dye her hair blue like every other leftist chick, which you, makes them easy to identify because you can just see them with the lavender blue, and then you know she's not voting for Trump. But this is what we get. And then we find out that because of these people voting in droves for Joe Biden, we find out that we had people in the White House that were connected to Palestine. <laughs> they had people involved in the UN that were connected with the Palestinian attack on Israel. The elections have consequences. And this type of person needs we need to somehow overwhelm the voting to make her voice mute or ineffective. And the only way to do that is to get good candidates and to get out in droves and vote. And the thing I worry about is something I'm going to have to talk about later. Uh, it seems as though the MAGA people are going after the wrong candidates. And it seems as though Matt Gates pushed to get rid of Speaker McCarthy gave us Speaker Johnson, and now McCarthy's on the outside while Mike Johnson's doing what McCarthy would have done. McCarthy's on the outside going after our good candidates like Bob Good, speaking of good, and going after even ones that I'm not a fan of but are, uh, are getting a lot of attention, Nancy Mace. Remember, he was like complaining about the, how the GOP is a bunch of boring old white dudes when he was uh, canned. So we can get into that, but... Um, Somehow we have to overcome the suburban white woman and defeat her in this next election. I'm Adrian Slay. We'll catch you next time. God bless. Good night.